Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Schmidt and Lavelle. My name is Tom Lavelle, and as always, I'm accompanied by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. On today's episode, we talk about the Phillies, our weekends, sunburn, the Eagles draft, the 76ers, and people who think they're right. Very excited for this episode. Tim, I had a great weekend. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about this episode. I think a new format. We're trying to get things figured out. How was your weekend and how are you doing? Well, my weekend was great. Um, you know, I I spent, you know, my entire weekend kind of revolved around Saturday, right? Like anytime I have the kids, I usually have something planned on Saturday. And this weekend, uh, we were able to get to the Phillies game. And uh, it was a fanatic's birthday, which was fantastic. And I was, to, I was able to head down to the Phillies game. And, uh, you know, it, it's weird because, like, days like Saturday don't come that often where it's, like, 60 degrees, the wind's blowing, right? It's kind of like an overcast day. And somehow, some way, I left that game with more sunburn than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> it's like dude i don't even like i sat like in the nosebleeds underneath like the only like spot where you could actually get away from the sun you know like i was in the last row of the stadium all the way up and there's like an overhang and like somehow some way i still ended up with sunburn it doesn't make any sense timmy i'm a uh, i'm a fair-skinned individual myself i burn easy I guess that's the Irish in us. And this weekend, the same thing happened to me. I was out coaching baseball on Saturday. And you know what? The the weather tricks you. You think like, okay, it's not too hot. You know, like I feel good out here. I'm coaching baseball. So there's no shade out on the field. And then it's township day. We go to township day and I'm walking around. Next thing you know, I look at my arms and I look at and I see my kid's neck. And I'm like, are we sunburned? Did we get sunburn? And Tim, I do have a gripe with sunburn that I'd like to bring up to you real quickly. Something that's been told to me throughout my entire life, maybe throughout your life as well, is people have been talking about aloe vera. A-L-O-E. Is that how you pronounce it? Aloe? Aloe. I know it's aloe. Aloe vera. The the gel. The green gel that you put on. Tom, if you ever get sunburn, oh, put some aloe vera on it. You'll be fine. Tim, I've never woken up the next morning after aloe vera applied to sunburn and really felt any relief. The shit doesn't work. I'm sick of people saying it works. I'm sick of aloe vera. The biggest scam in the history of the United States is aloe vera. I don't know if um, aloe is is the key. I know there's aloe in everything. Like, yeah, there's like skin cream, like they put like aloe in that. There's aloe everywhere, in my opinion. Like I think they have it in tissues now. You blow your nose. Oh, there's aloe in it. It's, yeah. It's, oh, it's so soft it'll help your nose. Like from you're like get the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> How did aloe get into everything? When did yeah. everyone start buying that aloe works? It it's, doesn't work. I mean, it could be a myth. I don't know. Listen, I am a fair skin person, such as yourself. Um. I've been taught really pretty much to layer up everywhere I go. So like the hotter it gets, I'm supposed to wear long sleeves and, you know, knit hats. It's like winter time for me. Like, dude, I burn when I open up the refrigerator, dude, the light hits and I'm like, (laughs) "Ah!" 
third degree give me some aloe it's like dude it's brutal you don't have uh, a refrigerator with aloe in it? no I, I don't <laughs> i don't i i've never been a believer in that um like i said like my parents used to just tell me to stay out of the sun or wear you know an extra like t-shirt or like i was the kid in the pool with like the t-shirt on like forever ah. and like if you know about this, like you're in a t, like you're in a t-shirt in the pool, the t-shirt starts to get pretty heavy when you're a kid, dude. You're like you're struggling in the deep end, like trying <laughs> to get to the side of the pool. Like Jesus Christ, this thing's waterlogged. Get me out of here. I need right, they didn't more. have the dry fit shirts back then. No, full like you know that's a, that's a ten cotton. pound. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that thing held water for days, dude. Like <laughs> you're wringing it out. You're just like at the end of the day, it's brutal, man. Actually, those shirts are what they use to test lifeguards now. They say, throw on a shirt. <laughs> See if yeah. you can swim. See if you can swim in this thing from the 90s. Like, good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Tread water, you shithead. <laughs> We've got this Bugle Boy shirt over here we want you to throw on. No, but no, aloe, I don't know, dude. I, it's, uh, it's, it's foreign to me. I, look, I've used it in the past. I mean, all it feels is like, yeah, you're rubbing some weird ass gel on your sunburn and it doesn't do a goddamn thing. It does nothing. For, I mean, for like 10 minutes, it's like, oh, it's so soothing. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, it's yeah. cooling you. And then it's, it's like, I'm back. It's like, it's like mineral. Remember mineral ice back in the day, dude? Like, like yeah. mineral ice was just like, uh, like if you had like a strain, a muscle strain, you would throw mineral ice on your on your like leg right and yeah you know, it eventually became uh what's the what's the stuff that get the, the icy stu- hot the icy hot right yeah it used to be called mineralize but like dude you put it on and it, it stays cool for like 35 minutes and it's just like it's a nice soothing feeling but then after that dude sunburn is brutal man like sunburn's bad it lasts for a long period of time and yeah you know, fuck you're just gonna gel yourself up all night long like you <laughs> That's it. Not anymore. No, no, not for <laughs> I'm you. Done. I'm done, done gelling myself up. <laughs> You're done with the aloe. Yeah. No, but I'm tired I just... of aloe. It's bullshit. It like I, I was trying to think of something that it would like. It's like you like saying like, oh man, this 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 uh, soup is too hot, and I go like this. I like I wave my hand over and say, wait ten minutes. That'll work. You oh know? no 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 no. The key with soup is you just got to blow on it. <laughs> well, you do. Oh, you it's get the good. spoon out and blow. No, you blow on it for like 30 seconds. Oh, now it's good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you take a little sip. And you're like, ah! <laughs> uh, I've been burned before, Tim. That's a, the, the key is just not to get burned. Yeah, I cover up. I get the big hat. You know, I carry, it covers like my whole up here. You know, I wear a shirt unless I'm in. And then I'm like, you know, spraying or rubbing, whatever. All right, Tim, now we're going to do a little thing. We're going to do some uh, some shout-outs to some of the comments that we've gotten over the last couple episodes. We've received a good amount of comments over our, our uh, past been, couple episodes. There's been comments. There's been there's been several comments, Timmy. Um, a shout-out to, I think the name is He's Stiff. H-E-S-T-I-F-F. He's Stiff. It's a great, great name. take. Yeah. <laughs> great take on LSU versus Iowa, referring to our episode where we talked about the women's national championship game. Shout out to O'Brien184. He just replied, Beef Eater. Now, I don't know if that's in reference to the girl who was nicknamed Beef Eater in high school or your dad or whatever. 
Jamie Dell 36. Don't mess with my Bud Light Lime. She said Ooh. when we when Ooh. we were talking about, you know, Bud Light, I guess. I, I said, I'll take a Bud Light Lime. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. That that comment came from the Nanit company when uh we oh, had really? the, the video about Nanit. Yes, yeah. we uh, you know, said it's either me or the Nanit. And my wife said, the monitor's not the problem. You're the problem. Yeah. Nanit, the company, actually seemed to like that. They gave us a shout out. They said, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. Well, they are the problem. They are the problem. As we figured out. <laughs> Mr. C. McNerney, I could watch these all day in, in reference to some of our videos. He enjoyed our videos and says he could watch them all day. T uh, Chris, we hope you do keep watching the, uh, the episodes. We appreciate that you're enjoying what you're doing. Now this is I don't know if this Dylon D A I L L O N E two one five the little one, I believe that's how it it breaks down the lil L I L one oh maybe I wrote it wrong two one five yeah the little one I think Classic. that's Harry that's Harry Downey it's a friend of mine from from back in the day well still, still current friend yeah well he said classic Schmidt joke. That brings an awkward silence in reference to the video about your divorce song. Yes. yes. <laughs> Such a yeah. bitter red monster. Who hurt you, Timmy? Timmy, that's the question from the little one. Who hurt you? I've hurt a lot in the past. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that, though. No one wants to hear that. No one wants to hear that right now. He knows On this week's episode, yeah. Who Hurt Timmy? <laughs> that he Eagles kid said he, he hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> To replying to that video as well, that Eagles kid said, watch this like four times funnier every time. Right, he well, enjoyed getting, that video. The, the long love. pause, the long pause. And then one from your sister, Miss Allie Sneech. Our payment was being allowed to live there rent-free, LOL, in reference to your comment about allowance. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'd like That's to true. thank everyone that left a comment. We appreciate your comments. Any comments that you have, please leave them. We will bring them up on the show. We'll talk about whatever it is you'd like us to talk about. Have a funny comment for us. We appreciate you interacting with the show. If you like the show, tell your friends about it. Share it. Whatever you want to do, comment. We love all of that. Thank you, all the listeners and all the people that have commented, liked, or shared any of our stuff. All right, Tim. So you said this weekend you were at the baseball game, the Phillies game. Yep. Now, I believe, I believe you had a little baseball uh, experience this weekend too, right? Baseball uh, Township Day, I believe it was. Baseball Township Day. That's where I got sunburned. I was uh, coaching. We, uh, the Pirates. My team's doing pretty well. It's pretty what? dramatic game today. Uh, are we getting into that? Is that what we're? No, at? let's let's not get into that. I just wanted to. I actually wanted to point out that that you uh, currently have a Mariners hat on while the Phillies are. Yeah, obviously playing that team seems like you're I mean, I thought that you adapted Philadelphia as your hometown and in consecutive weeks now you've sported a pirate's hat and now you're rocking a mariner's hat. So I don't know if you're if you're just going out and <laughs> where buying. does my allegiance lie? Is I that don't what you're know. asking? I don't know. It's really starting to concern me here. Okay. Tim. I thought we're talking Philly sports and you're wearing the opposition's hats. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Well, I will say this was a uh, poor choice in hats. Um, my my loyalty is, in fact, though, to any hat to cover up the hairline. 
So any hat I can find, I wear. I was a big Ken Griffey Jr. hat fan. I came home, funny enough, from coaching, had my Pirates hat on. I said, well, I better not wear this. Timmy's going to make fun of me. <laughs> and I switched hats, and here we are. I fucked up again. Great choice. <laughs> I do. My, my loyalty lies with all Philadelphia teams first. I will say that. I only had this hat because I was a big Ken Griffey Jr. fan. So, Timmy, the Phillies were now, at this point, we were 11 and 12, one game behind 500. The stuff we were saying a couple weeks ago, maybe the last couple weeks about everyone pumping the brakes, we are, we're, we're going to be okay. We're going to figure this out. We're going to right the ship. I feel like we're going to finish this month with an above 500 record. However, there's a couple things that are concerning. Currently, we are sixth worst in the league in, a, in runs allowed. We've allowed the six most runs in the league, and we are third worst in the league in men left on base. Is this something to be concerned about moving forward? I know we've talked about Aaron Nola and how me and you have faith in Nola and people need to pump the brakes on bashing him right away. He's still struggling. Zach Wheeler is pitching a little bit better, but we haven't seen that ace performance yet. Should we be concerned moving forward with the starting pitching, bullpen, the amount of runs that we're, we're letting up, or is this still something that we're going to grow out I of? I mean, we haven't seen, honestly, I mean, the quality starts have been few and far between from starting staff. Uh, the bullpen has seemed to kind of, you know, even itself out. Um, yeah, they're starting to kind of get into a flow with who's going to pitch the sixth, seventh, the eighth, you know, because we're not really getting seven strong from any starter. Um, you know, Ranger Suarez is another guy that's been on, you know, on assignment and he should be back within the next few weeks here. Um, that'll help the, the starting staff, but like, yeah, I mean, I think the, the runners and scoring position stuff like that, the whole hitting thing I think is, is going to even itself out. Um, Noah does have me a little concerned right now just because, you know, he's given up early runs, you know, and it's, and he's, well, he gave up, I think three runs his last start in the first inning and settled down and was able to maintain that before he got pulled. But it's just not what we've seen from Noah in the past. Um, and all the haters uh, now have some ammunition. Um, right. That's what's concerned me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, the, the booze will get louder if, if this, performance continues to to happen over the course of the next few months well over the next you know four weeks if so um but he's got to get he's got to get right i mean both of these guys wheeler and nola have to get right maybe it's some fatigue from you know pitching so deep into the playoffs last year i don't know um but we are definitely seeing a different kind of pace to the beginning of this year than we did last year where nola and, and wheeler came came out of the gate pretty hot um yeah we are 11 and 12 we're one game under 500 it seems like you said that we have an opportunity here to finish the month of april with a a 500 plus record which or which would be fantastic after the start that they had uh i have a lot of faith in in the phillies to do that um again it's still the first month of the season we got bryce harper coming back now they're talking about possibly early may now um they keep moving that date up i don't know if i should be excited about that or not because well, Tim, quick question on bryce harper you brought him up 
I don't want him playing the field. They're saying he's going to be at first base. I just think it's an unnecessary thing. Have someone else play first and third, and he can DH. I want him to concentrate on hitting, and we don't need to add any extra stuff, at least for the first month. Yeah. um, Yeah, I mean, there is something to that. I mean, they've moved now. They're pretty much Alec Bohm over to the first base. They've allowed Sosa to play third a little bit. Um which seems to be a nice fit for both of them. Defensively, it makes the lineup better. Um, so but, he's a know, stud fielder. Yeah. Uh, you know, he had another home run tonight. He's got three home runs now. So he's, dude, I mean, look, these guys, they're getting, they're making the most of their opportunities when, when they play, uh, which is important. And it's nice that you're going to have those guys off the bench, you know, like uh, Cody Clemens had a home run on Sunday, I believe. Um, you know, uh, Pache is the the new guy that's playing the field too. He's he's contributed pretty pretty nicely over the course of like the last few weeks. Um, he's a great fielder too as well. So the issue is going to be with Kyle Schwerber and you know and Bryce Harper. It's like when are you going to if if you're bringing Bryce Harper back that early and he still can't throw, you're going to have to put him in that first base slot probably or the DH slot, right? Then that pushes Bone back over to third base. That limits Sosa's at bats, right? So like, and Sosa can play anywhere, but it's just going to be a, a weird dynamic. But it's a, it's a good problem to have. Right, like you have a Sosa that you can just plug in anywhere, and then you have flexibility with the DH. So um, we'll see how Jim, you know, Thompson plays it, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it works out. Uh, it's uh, it's a good problem to have, and I trust that the. Yeah, Phil or Rob, Philly Rob, right? Yeah, Chip Thompson. Uh, yeah. Philly Rob, Philly Rob has a has a good problem on his hands. Yeah, Skip's got us figured out. He'll know what to do. I think you know things are starting to come into shape. Like you're saying, the addition of Harper's bat will be great. And I'm really thinking, who was on the mound tonight? Wheeler went last night. Who was on the mound tonight? Was it Nola? No, it was uh, Bailey Falter. Okay, so I think Nola's next start. We're going to be in for. It'll be his first year. Usually he's got it figured out by now if he were to start slow, but I think he's going to write that ship and he'll go on like a three, four start run where he's lights out, you know, workhorse deep into the game and then, and then come out with a, with hopefully let's, a lead. Let's hope so, Tom. Yeah. Let's, cause I mean, if, if you got that, if you, you're predicting that, I mean, you should be like a GM and in, in, in baseball, baby. I will mean, tell you this. I am pretty uh, proficient five-year-old baseball team coach, okay? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, people talk out. Timmy, one of, uh, when I think of uh, the Phillies game, sometimes I think about the beers down there. Have you ever had this beer called Ring the Bell by Concha Hawken? I've now, heard not, of it. It's not an IPA, but great name, good beer, nice pilsner if you're looking for one. The the Ring the Bell. Timmy, are, are the beer names getting out of control? Um. Yeah, so I have had some experience with this. A, a buddy of mine that owns a brewery, and uh, some of the names that come out of that brewery are just asinine. Um, but I mean, I guess that's what happens when you get the creative juices flowing, right? You start just throwing darts at a wall. Um, but I had an experience. Uh, yeah, this is kind of what, what was telling to me. I had an experience. I went over to McGurk's um, last week, and I had lunch there. And I'm sitting at the bar, and I'm I'm trying to decide what beer I want because, I hey, listen, I'm 
I drink everything, right? I just, whatever, I'll try whatever it is, a new IPA, right? And I see this beer on tap and I go, yeah, I think it was called a logical conclusion, but I didn't know what the actual brewery name was. It was like, I don't know, something out of Brooklyn. It was like Brooklyn logical conclusion. And I was like, I asked the, <laughs> I asked the bartender, I said, Hey, can, can I have a, a Brooklyn logical? And she's like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I don't know what the beer is called. Is it called like a logical conclusion or is it like a Brooklyn logical? And she was like, dude, she goes, I don't even know anymore. She's like, I'm so tired of this dude. Like, she's like, I can't take the names anymore. She's like, can you just point to whatever you want? Like she was visibly frustrated <laughs> with me. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm so sorry. I was like, I get it. I, I was like, just give me that one right there. And she was like, I'm not trying to take it on you. She goes, but like, this happens like almost every day to the point where like, I can't even like tell you like what, these people are drinking she's like i think <laughs> i think she goes i think like these these breweries are doing it to like the bartenders on purpose like so we have to say stupid shit to, <laughs> to everyone and it makes us look like assholes and i'm like yeah i mean i get it like dude so she has a full-on conspiracy theory that it's the breweries trying to fuck with the bartenders i mean it feels like that a little bit i mean they yeah. make the beer they don't i mean usually these brewers have no interaction with the customers whatsoever. Right. They just go, huh, they're going to drink it anyway. So let's name it fucking, you know, my piss. And they put it in, a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Hey, okay, let me get a, my piss by whatever fucking brewery. It's the worst dude. Like I, I really don't get it. Um, it's my you know, piss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I hope, eventually for all the bartenders out there that actually serve your drinks you serve your beer that they they make it a little bit easier well, <laughs> like, i don't see that happening no i mean dude i mean you work at a bar yeah i mean you know I what mean, it used to be a different world years ago like i'm talking 10 years ago or so i remember when people would come into a bar and i, I remember when it first started and the guy would be like what kind of what kind of ipas do you have on tap and i'm like what the fuck is this guy? I got Bud Light. All right, pal. What do you want? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You a lager? You want a lager? Yeah. I, Sam Adams is the most crazy shit we used to. You know what I mean? It was like I got a summer ale, Sam Adams. You know, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. And then these companies and IPAs have taken over. A funny thing about IPAs is it took twenty five years for them to become like twenty percent of the market. Yeah, seltzers. It took like two years to become that. Like seltzers of like, yeah, they had the they had the easy road. They're just like, yeah, IPAs are looking at seltzers like you motherfuckers. You (laughs) You don't know what we went through. The younger sibling of you don't know what we had to deal with. (laughs) We were scoffed at. Shit on seltzers. (laughs) White claw. Ah! (laughs) High noons. Go uh, to hell. Now, you know, what's funny, too, is like, you know, sometimes you get these people they are like, oh, let me try. Let me try this one. And then they'll drink like half of it. And they'll be like, you know, I don't really like that one. I'm like, well, I, you know, I, don't, I guess you're not going to like every single one, dude. I don't know what to tell you. It's an IPA. You know, oh. they're all the fucking same. <laughs> dude, it was great. I had a real quick story. I was uh, I was out in Ohio. I live in Cincinnati uh, in like 2011 to 2013. 
I had a Pennsylvania ID and I walked into a bar. And uh, at that point, Ohio, Cincinnati had just got distribution rights of Yingling. And I, I walked in and dude checked my ID. He looked at me. He was like, Philadelphia. He's like, you're from Pennsylvania. I was like, yeah. He goes, yo, man. He goes, we just got Yingling. And I was like, I've been drinking since I was 13, dude. It's not that big of a deal, bro. Yeah. You're not, don't be that guy, pal. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, we got a guy from here. Here's a Yingling for you. Enjoy. You feel it? I had eight Yinglings in front of me at the bar. I'm like, I don't even drink this shit no more. I don't even want it. I had enough before I was 21. Dude, that used to be my drink of choice, like when I was under 21. And it's like, I don't go anywhere near a Yingling now. Like, I can't tell you the last time I've had a Yingling. I mean, it's a good beer. It's just not. I don't hate it, but I just, I haven't had one in forever. Yeah. Yeah. My dad drinks it. Uh, Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. He's a big Yingling guy. Well, I was, I thought you were going to say you walked in and you're like, all right, let me get a lager. And then they gave you a Sam Adams or something. No, no. I think it's only called a lager in in Philly or Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the lager, the lager. That's it. You yeah. give somebody else something other than a yin yang in in the Philadelphia area, they fucking fight you. Yeah, Tim, there are a couple companies that have made uh, quite a, a killing on the names. You can sell a beer just by having a good name. A, a company that comes to mind is Evil Genius. Their names are always pretty popular, like Adulting or Stacy's Mom or whatever it is, and they they have a good idea of kind of pulling that pop culture reference when they name their beer. Mm-hmm. But beers are annoying. All these names, come on, they're all the same. Am I right? I agree. So keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> all right, Timmy. Big news the NFL draft is coming up, and the Eagles are set up great for the draft. Just went to the Super Bowl. We have the 30th pick and the 10th pick overall. Yep. And so. There's been a lot of talk about who are we going to draft, who we should draft. A lot of rumors about this running back from Texas. Timmy, who do you want the Eagles to draft, or what do you want them to do on draft day? Well, so I've thought about this, Tommy, and um, there is, you know, Howie Roseman just came out with his press conference the other day talking about what they're going to do at 10 and his philosophy is there's got to be a unique player, right. To draft in that, in that realm, like it, like top 10 pick is, yeah, is rarefied error. Like, especially when you just went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So in my opinion, I feel like they got to get somebody that's going to have an impact right away. Um, I don't feel like you had that luxury of drafting somebody and, and just, you know, just stocking them in the back and just letting them learn and, and things that, like you don't want to draft a lineman and develop them because like you're looking at right now a five-year window, right? You just signed Jalen Hurst to a five-year contract, right? Mm-hmm. So you need as much as you can, right, to continue that flow, right? Continue that progress with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles getting to the Super Bowl. You have to build off of that. So I think you need to make an impact player drafted at that 10th spot and right now we're draft we have no essentially i mean you have kenny gainwell you have boston scott and then they just brought in um 
who's a running back? Um, oh shit, yeah, from uh, per, uh, per, per, no, from um, Seattle. Yeah, Percy. Uh, no, no, I don't. Fuck, I, I forget his name. Either way, yeah. I mean, he's not impactful, right? I mean, he he's had a few. He's always years. hurt. He's been hurt a lot. Um, I don't know why the name. I should have researched this shit, but I don't mind the the Bijan Robinson pick, like. I think you bring that guy in, he makes an impact. He makes the offense so much better right away. Um, yeah, I just don't think, like, you draft a lineman at this point. Like, Lane Johnson's on a contract for another three years, right? He's making $30 million a year. Um, you know, on the other end, you have Jordan Mailata, who's already signed to a long-term deal. Um, yeah, obviously, Jason Kelsey is year-to-year now at this point in his career, but – I mean, he played an all-pro level. Like, you have a great line. I mean, is there a corner there that's worth taking that's going to start right away? Like, 10, the 10th pick in the draft should start right away for your team. And, you know, the only answer I see is either that that D-tackle from Georgia, Jalen Carter. If the one that got in trouble? Him, right. Yeah. Or, or you bring in B. John Robinson and you let him play – in your backfield at 10, I mean, you don't have to play that guy that you just brought in from Seattle. Like, you can cut him right away. He signed, I think, a one-year deal. Rashad right? Penny. Rashad Penny. Um, <clears throat> you know, you can cut him depending on how uh, Bijan, if you bring him in and, and he performs well in camp and you feel confident about him, which I think you should. I mean, this dude's a stud, and uh, you know, adding he's him widely to... touted as the number one running back in the draft, and oh, maybe, he is, he maybe is the number one running back in a in a couple of years. Yeah, so it's just a matter of fitting him into the offense, which I think you could fit any running back into this offense. Um, but he's an impact player. I think he would add so much to this offense the way it already is. Right. Um, you you already lost Miles Sanders. You need a, a a game-breaking type running back to really make this offense as good as it's going to get. Especially, I mean, you have the ability to run with your quarterback. You have the weapons with Smith. And, see, here's my thing is, like, they're not going to be able to sign Smith under this contract with a top-10 pick. I feel like they trade the pick. I feel like they trade it away, and they try to save the, well, the cap space. It all depends on how the draft – board falls right? right so like there's talk about quarterbacks going you know heavy in the first you know three or four picks which is which would bode well i mean the eagles also could trade up and, and try to get will anderson who's that highly touted um yeah rush in from alabama which would be a great pick too as well but listen you can't trade back after what you did to gain this draft capital you already got the 10th pick because of the trade with the Saints. You cannot trade back from that pick. I think you need you have so much value in that pick. And unless you trade it back and then you get something better for that 10th pick, I, I you can't do it. You have that 30th pick, right? I, I just I don't I don't like trading back at all unless unless you're getting better value, right? You're getting right. better value for that pick. So if you're moving up, then so be it. I don't want to. I don't want to trade that pick and have. All right, we got the seventeenth pick next year in the first round, and so you have a seventeenth. And you know, again, we're going to only play playoffs next year, so 
what are you going to have the 25th pick or the, you know, if you make Maybe it to the, the, the 30th or the 31st. Yeah. Like, so I think you have to pick a 10 and, and really use that value. And the window is there, you know, you're not going to be great forever. You seem to have the team built now. Let's win now, I guess. I, I trust Roseman. I think he'll make the right decision. Um, Tim, there has been some bad decisions, particularly under Howie Roseman. Mm-hmm. Can I get some all-time draft flops, Eagles draft flops, if you will? So just off the top of my head, all right, so I think number five, John Harris, he was drafted. He was a DN out of Syracuse, one of the worst draft picks of all time. I think he played <laughs> one year. Yeah. Um, Marcus Smith was another one uh, by Chip Kelly. He oh, was drafted yeah. outside linebacker slash DN uh, out of, I think, Maryland. Number I, He actually might be number one. I'm not doing these in order. Who was out of Louisville? Who was the guy out of Louisville? Was he out of Louisville, Smith? He Whatever. Been, he's in Louisville or Maryland. Um, let's see. Uh, so I got number one, I think. Jerome McDougal is another McDougal. guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was he was highly touted. Shot himself, I think, or got shot somehow, some way. Like, I mean, had maybe two and a half years in the league, and he was out of the league. He was another bad one. Um, the I Nate, like Jerome McDougal. The Nates. No. What, what did he do? What did he do? What do you mean? You was like he the Jerome? one that had the bench press at the, uh, like he had a crazy, like too many bench, pre- like a bunch of bench. Was he out of Florida state? Yes. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah. He was all right at the tackle. He made a couple stops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A couple stops. Yeah. This is what's wrong with you. All <laughs> what right? pick was he? Uh, he was like the 16th pick in the draft. Oh god. Maybe, maybe even earlier than that. Um he was bad. Nate Smith was bad. He was a first round pick. He was infamously the safety that they drafted to replace Brian Dawkins uh oh. after they traded Donovan McNabb down to the Redskins. He was bad. Obviously, Mike Mamula is up there. Mike everyone, Mamula. Everyone talks about Mike Mamula. He was a combine all-star right uh, so he's up there just just so many misses number one, like mine recently <laughs> the worst uh, danny danny watkins the fireman Danny watkins was awful yeah i remember seeing him eating wings in the freaking press box or whatever like against the browns or something jalen rager what about jalen rager yeah he was bad you know who else was bad there was another wide receiver from south carolina that was bad um artega whiteside no, well, he he was a second round pick. Um, yeah. shit, what was that second round? What was that first round? Um, he was from South Carolina. He was a Gamecock. Oh, dude, he lasted like maybe three, maybe two years. Oh, maybe Rager two years. Was he, the worst, specifically because of who we missed out on well, drafting yeah. him. Yeah, he's always going to be <clears throat> compared to, uh, to Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, but yeah, um, yeah, they're they're all. I mean, I, I think I rattled off eight names there, but yeah, um, you some of the worst. Some of the worst. Speaking of drafts, how about those names of beers? <laughs> exactly. Tim, uh, real quick, the Eagles, uh, just some quick thoughts on this one. Matt Patricia, signed him, D coordinator. Good, bad, indifferent? How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's 
honestly, it's an odd story. He's a, a defensive assistant. Um, he brings a lot of experience. He's won multiple Super Bowls with with uh, the hood over there, Bill Belichick. So um, it's nice to have a guy with experience and success on your staff. Um, he's not going to be putting together a game plan or anything like that. Uh, he's just a guy that's going to be you know, leaned on to ask opinions, essentially. So um, not a full-time coach or anything like that. So, yeah, no, not, not. not worried about it. not Not worried about that. Just a – Defensive liaison, if you will. Mm. And then the contract for Mr. Jalen Hurts. Big contract, <clears> but it looks like it's going to work out for the for the Eagles in the long run. You know, it's big money up front, but then it kind of dwindles down to where we can still have the team around them. I might be incorrect it's, on that, Timmy. You yeah, you me. are incorrect. It's it dude, it's actually not big money up front. Um you know, the the cap hits, which is what the biggest thing is for for a franchise is you know how are we going to be able to afford other players and bringing in Jalen Hurts at the numbers that they did. Um, I wish we could flash the numbers up on the screen here somewhere. We will uh, Wait, point to your right here. Yeah, we'll put some yeah, numbers right there. Right there. Um, it's team friendly, which is major because you still have flexibility to bring in other players. Um, yeah, the Overall signing bonus, I think, was like well, total guarantee was like 179 million dollars. The contract was reported as 255. Um, the biggest thing for for this contract is that the Eagles got ahead of all the other quarterbacks right now that are in the league that are up for a deal. Um, you know, like you got guys like Joe Barrow who are going to demand much more than that. And the Eagles were able to set the market, the quarterback market for those guys. So, um, in my opinion, and from what I hear from you know, everyone else around the league, I talk to my sources, yeah, and right. uh, it seems like the Eagles have gotten Jalen Hurts at, at a pretty discounted deal. Um, so that bodes well for for the Eagles and the franchise because they're going to be able to continue to rebuild, not rebuild, but like just. Yeah, re-energize the franchise with different players. Like you're not just stuck on a quarterback's franchise or on a quarterback's contract, and you have no wiggle room whatsoever. So Jalen Hurts provided that by signing that deal, and it gives the Eagles flexibility to to, to go outside the box and get more players and bring them in and kind of reload every year. So we'll see how that plays out. I mean, I think the money gets a little, little, little heavy towards the end of the contract, which is fine. But yeah, you got a window here that. You're going to be able to win, and and uh, yeah, this is the time. And you know, Hallie did a nice job, and obviously the uh, the team of Jalen Hurst did a, a nice job by getting his client the biggest contract in in NFL history. You know, Jalen Hurts. I love the contract. I love the player. Obviously, he had a great year last year. I remember sitting there and watching when he was benched in the championship game national championship and then playing that next year being the backup and all this stuff and the way he handled himself mm -hmm. i'll never forget i was sitting there with a couple of buddies and my friend said to me like now that's the guy i'd want to get the way he's handled himself how impressive has he been this whole time and i gotta say wait, the guy's on, impressive so wait, so wait your buddy said that after after he got benched <laughs> 
the way during, he handled himself. I want to say it was the give following that, year. Give me that guy, the guy that just got benched and handled himself correctly. Yeah. What? Get the he, hell he, out of here. Your he, buddy's he, full of shit. Get I him remember on the podcast. It, it might have been the, the next year. It might have been the next year. Now I will say this that my buddy was a quarterback. He played he played uh quarter football, you know, he was a quarterback in high school and then uh I don't know if he played in college, but um I don't know, maybe he was benched and so that's why he said it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Forget the starter. What about that guy that's on the bench? Yeah, that's the guy that like. didn't win the game. Look yeah. at him. Look at the way he handled himself. That's who what I a, take every single time. <laughs> Out of here. I like that Jalen Hurts. You know what, Tim? And that's you know that's just someone that uh might be wrong but thinks they're right, which leads me to our next topic: Ooh. people that are are wrong but think they're right. Now, I had a very frustrating morning the other day. I was getting the kids ready, getting them ready for school, going about my day. I get them ready for school. I drop off my one son. I come home with the other one. I get him fed. I get him ready for his day. He takes a little nap. I jump in the shower real quick. Get ready. My mother-in-law comes over to watch. I'm out the door. Got to go to work. Get things going. So I'm leaving my house. And when I'm leaving my my street, there's a hill that kind of comes down. It's a slight hill. But there's trees there. And so you have to, like, peek out to make sure no cars are coming because they fly down this hill. So I look out there. I look the other way. No cars. I look again. All right. I go to make my right-hand turn. As I'm making the turn, I see in my rearview mirror a car is now coming down. Plenty of time for that car. I you know, moved at the right time, whatever. They speed up behind me. The guy's waving his hands and I can see his thing. He goes by me, gets in front of me. And this is in a one block period. Stops at the stop sign for a split second and then makes a right-hand turn. And it's MF and me the whole time <laughs> like I'm wrong. Tim, there are too many of these people out there. And I was furious, Tim. I wanted to follow him with my car. I wanted to hit him with my car because it's, the the thing that drives me crazy is that fuck that fucking idiot thinks he's right, yeah. and it's like you're such a moron. Like you're such a moron. I've chased it, that I've chased that guy down before. By the way, <laughs> not, you're not, not your that guy. guy. No, not your guy. I've chased a guy down for doing that before too. Did you? I, oh my god, yeah. I I literally got out of the car and offered him out, and as soon as I got out of the car, the guy. <laughs> The guy took off going like 75. He was like, I'm out of here. But I chased him for like seven blocks. I, dude, I get you. It's, it, it's these entitled people and wow. they, they just think they're right uh, at all times. And it's also the, I, can I add on to what you're going with? Well, like, yeah, Tim, it's, it's a ahead. lot yeah, of I'm things. I'm sorry. I, I it, cut you off a little bit. I'm no, sorry. Guys. No, continue, continue. Piece of shit. So <laughs> I, I go. I do that, right? And I make the, and I'm like, let it go, Tom. This isn't going to ruin your, this is not how you start your day. You're not going to like, and I'm like, my blood's boiling. I'm like, calm down. You're going to let that fucking jerk off ruin your day. Mm -hmm. So then I go up to the gas station. We like to get the newspaper at the bar. I stop in, I go grab the newspaper. Newspaper costs $2.95. I buy it almost every day. Get up to the register. I scan it. You know, I hold it up. The guy scans it through the window. Uh, $3. And in my head, I'm like, $3, huh? I know it's $2.95. I know it's $2.95. I do this every day. So I get $3 out of my pocket. I put it on the thing, and he goes, have a nice day. And I'm like, uh, does it say $2.95 on there? And he looks at me. I get an eye roll. Ugh. 
oh, your nickel here, you know, oh, here's your nickel, you know, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, motherfucker, it's two ninety five. Give me the nickel. And it's not the fucking five cents. It's the point. It's the principle of the matter. I yeah. get it. What does what these people do? <laughs> Dude, it reminds me of that. You just you just brought that up. It reminds me of the movie Falling Down. Have you ever seen the movie Falling Down? Yeah, with uh, Michael Douglas. Oh, dude. Yeah. Great, great film. And he goes nuts when he's in a convenience store. With a pack of gum, 25 cents. Ah! <laughs> 25 <laughs> cents for a pack of gum. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, dude, it, it uh it's an epidemic right now, dude. I don't I don't know what's going on um in the world today where people just are just so entitled anymore and uh you know I, I mean I I, just, I don't feel like I feel like I don't want to be like talking bad about people like but it just seems like there's just just this flow anymore right like yeah. I mean I was talking to, I was talking you're talking about like traffic right and dude the yield sign right like I'm on a highway and like Yield means that you yield to the the traffic that's on the highway, <laughs> and people blow through the fucking yield sign, dude. Like it's, I mean, the might thing as well is, not even be there. Ah, oh, dude, it should be just a green light. Just fucking go and see what happens. You know, yeah. just they'll figure a, it out. <laughs> yeah, like someone will move over for you, dude. I I was actually in a in a pretty serious accident because of the yield sign. I sat at the edge of of traffic on 76 i was at the end of the ramp and i couldn't get on the highway because it was just too busy and i sat there for maybe 25 seconds trying to get on and a fucking comcast truck dude came up the ramp going like 50 miles an hour and rear-ended me and pushed me on the 76 dude it was this was like five years ago this shit was happening back then dude i'm telling you it's not a good scene dude i'm it, the yield wow. sign yeah, it's it's no good, dude. Um, but just like yeah, that stuff is just like oh yeah, they'll they'll get over, they'll move over. It's no big deal. Like, yo, no, <laughs> you're hurt. Yeah, you know, like it yeah. could hurt people, dude. Like, it's gotta, kill someone. Hey, you gotta be aware of it, man. Oh my god. And, like, dude, I, and and to be honest with you, I actually, look, I'm not saying she's entitled, right? I have a little situation with my sister. Okay. Oh boy. Okay. And this kind of ties into a lot of things. So like the other day I had a uh I had a um a banquet to go to, right? right. And honestly, I kind of realized that um as a man, as a 41-year-old man, my my wardrobe is not really um what's the word? matured, if you will. <laughs> So I'm like trying to get ready for this banquet and I'm like looking around for clothes and I'm, I'm going in my, I'm like, do I wear a suit to a banquet? Like it's a nice banquet. It's like a football hall theme banquet, Roman Catholic. And uh, like, I'm like, I don't know what to wear. Do I wear like khakis? Do I wear a golf shirt? Do I wear a suit? Like I was like in between. I didn't know. Like I haven't been to a banquet right. in a long, long time. And I'm going through. My and this is like spring weather. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so it's not like in the winter you can kind of throw a jacket on with you yeah. know, yeah. So it's like sixty to you know, seventy degrees, and I'm like, all right, maybe I just wear the suit. And I'm like, you know what? The suit's probably a little too much. So let me let me kind of 
dumb it down a little bit. Maybe I'll wear a sport jacket. And then, like, <laughs> dude, I start looking for shirts. I got nothing, dude. <laughs> the only thing I got is legit. Like 90%, I figured out 90, like 90 to 95% of my wardrobe are fucking golf clothes, dude. All <laughs> I got are like golf shorts and like just golf polo shirts. And that's it, dude. And I'm like, and it, I guess in part it's because of my job. I used to have to wear a uniform for work. They provided that for me. Like I never had like some, some nice job where I had to wear a suit to work every day, but like, I just never invested in any type of like solid clues. And I feel awful about it because dude, I got nothing. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're talking. Yeah. I mean, you're preaching to the choir. I wear the t-shirt whole, and jeans. That's it. Yeah. Like t-shirt jeans, whatever. Like, and then uh, dude, I have no khakis. I got golf pant khakis. That's it. That's it. So I'm like, you know what? I finally put something together and I'm like, Oh, I'm going to wear a nice pair of, uh, of shoes right i got a nice pair of shoes that my sister just got me for christmas and i'm like wait a second the shoes that my sister got me for christmas she returned because they didn't fit but guess what tom i never got a gift after that <laughs> like she returned the shoes but i never got a christmas gift Timmy, you you better get some aloe vera, bro, because I think you just got burnt. <laughs> Dude, like, so I'm like sitting there thinking to myself, like, do I talk to my sister about this? Like, hey, listen, like, I got, I got you a pretty solid gift. Kind of awkward like, conversation. You got me. Yeah, nothing. you got me a gift, but you returned you returned it, and then I got nothing after that. So, so let me ask you. Moving forward, do I just start getting gifts that don't fit people? And then I try, like, I get the money. <laughs> Plus, it was, it was worth the effort. Uh, I, don't... I thought you'd <laughs> like it. Uh, oh, well, <laughs> return uh, shit out of luck. I, I just, what's the ruling there? I mean, do I, I mean, she's going to know now, obviously from the podcast, but oh boy. Um, what's the, what's the situation there? I mean, I feel like I'm owed a gift. I'd say you are owed a gift. Um, I would say that, you know, I think a simple conversation about what just happened when she listens to the show, <laughs> I bet you a gift will be coming. I hope so. <laughs> for or, your next for your next I, banquet. <laughs> or I don't ever get the gift. I don't ever get a gift again. Which is fine. I just thought it yeah, you know, the principle of the matter was like, hey. Yeah, that gift, uh, those nice shoes uh, that I thought I was going to wear to the banquet. They're not there. <laughs> they could be there. They could be there. And a nice, comfortable shoe and a nice nice size that fit my foot. But I mean, uh, she could order it off Amazon, and it'll be there in a couple days. I don't see the big deal. She must have conveniently forgot. I, 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 That's probably what happened. You know, she probably just, it probably got lost somewhere. And Yeah. It was an accident. She returned it, and you know what? Oh, oh my God, Tim! Did I not get you anything? I could have sworn I reordered sure. those. She'll be like, "Listen, you idiot! They're in your closet." She'll <laughs> go in there. And she'll be like, "They're right here." Yeah, right. Oh, would have been perfect shoes for you to wear to the banquet and everything. It's a nice banquet, by the way. Speaking of Timmy and the traffic, 
she can order off Amazon, but uh, a big thing with that is these delivery drivers. There are another ones. You talk about the yield side and stuff like that. These people are parking wherever they want, whenever they want, <laughs> and it's just you have to wait. There's so many deliveries now. Tim, I'm breaking boxes down at my house for a half an hour every Tuesday when I'm taking out the trash. It's unbelievable how many boxes. Back when we were younger, it was the dad's job or the man's job to take out the trash. They had it easy. They had it all figured out back then. Yeah. Now, it's this chore of breaking down these boxes, remember, making sure all of them fit in the same one. If it's raining, I have to not put it out until you know, the, the right before the trash is going to come because then it's going to be all soggy and the trash people are going to hate me. They probably already hate me with all the freaking cardboard boxes that I have out there. Dude, uh, yeah, I mean, it's this whole world. I mean, I, I was just in the mall the other day uh, and, dude, there's literally no one in malls. I sent you a text the other day. I said, dude, how how the fuck are malls still, still operating? Like, there is not a single fucking person in any of these malls. But like they're all ordering online. That's what's going on, right? Like, right. And, and it's been like that for quite some time now. But like, dude, everyone's doing like Uber Eats, or you know, everyone wants to be an Amazon delivery driver, and they're doing it in their cars, and they're doing like. I respect the people that that are you know. Listen, we have friends that are uh, that work for UPS, right? Like, hey, kudos to you guys and salute. All right, yeah. you guys, you guys yeah. do a hell of a job. I mean. Some well. of the... <laughs> I mean, debatable. You know, <laughs> Some of these guys, you know, they're out there for 10, 12 hours a day doing whatever they can to get the products to the people, right? Yeah. And then you got the guys that are doing it in their cars. And yeah, the thing that drives me nuts is the people that just they drive up the street. And then they'll just sit in the middle of the street when there's like eight spots that you can just pull over to. Like just there's a driveway on the street. Just pull over into the driveway. Like you have that luxury to pull over and get your delivery done, dude. Like don't don't give me the one minute thing and like leave your car in the middle of the street, dude. I like I might have to be somewhere, you know. You know, I might, I might have to go to the bathroom, right? Oh. I might have to, I might oh. have to pull over and get into the house and go to the bathroom. Like yeah. the, the one minute thing doesn't do it for me, man. Just pull over, and, you know, just give some space and just. If the us. spot's there, you yes. got to take it. Yes, you like, know, I, I, if you can a, pull in easy, you do it. You don't have to. You don't have to stand in the middle of the the street. Just especially if out. it's one way street that goes both yeah. ways, especially yeah. on my street. Like on my street, it's two way street. I don't know how it's a two way street, but it goes up and down. It's not one way. And it's just a nightmare, dude. It's like the craziest street of all time. And people just like, they just keep coming. And like, it just, it, it's, it's unbelievable dude, how much traffic <laughs> is on my street. A one lane, two way street. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 mind boggling. But like, just please, please just respect the people that are on the street that they just pull over when you have an opportunity to deliver. Go about your business, deliver your package, get in the car, go away. Just go away. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Have a little respect for the people around you. No awareness. There's no awareness. Timmy, are we just getting really old? Is that it? I think we are. We've uh, we've we've aged quite some. So these shows have really episode. aged us, Timmy. We used to be so cool. We used to be so hip. 
Timmy, speaking of packages, a lot has been talked about in the NBA this past weekend about all the people getting hit in their package. What's going on in the NBA? Why are there all these nut shots? And why are people getting kicked out of games? Phil Jackson says he hasn't been able to watch the NBA since COVID, since the since the bubble, because it's too political. People are getting hit in their nuts or getting rejected or ejected <laughs> left and right. Phil Jackson's not watching. What's going on with the NBA? Um, in all honesty, the, the product kind of sucks. I mean, the playoffs have been like pretty decent, but like just it's we I think we talked about this a little bit in our, our previous episode. It's just like it's not it's not the same game as it was, you know, in years past. And uh yeah, the regular season just doesn't matter. Um, and then when we get to the playoffs, you know, we try to ramp it up a little bit, and the referees do the same, I think. And, yeah, the rules kind of really dictate, like, how the game's played anymore. And it, it just sucks to see such high-profile players getting suspended for such bullshit calls. Like, you know, I think uh, – who was it? Draymond was suspended. Um, you know, and B wasn't suspended, but I mean, he probably should have gotten suspended. Uh, Harding gets got kicked thrown out, thrown out of a game. Um, the guy from freaking Dylan Memphis. Brooks, yeah, Dylan, Dylan Brooks, Brooks just got got kicked out of a game. It's just you know one thing. He's after the another. worst. Dylan Brooks is the worst, dude. That guy yeah. just has a face that you're like, I don't like this. Guy. He's got to hate the face. He definitely he does hate have a hate the face. And you know what? He he does himself like for years and years. I've not, I've never been a LeBron guy. Like I respect his talent. I respect who he is in the game. He is top Incredible. three, top yeah. three all time. But you're never going to get me to admit that he's better than Jordan. He's not. But for the first time in my life, I felt myself rooting for him because of fucking that idiot Dylan Brooks. That's how like, bad Dylan Brooks is that you're now rooting for LeBron James to win. I mean and he, and like dude Dylan Brooks is a, is really a nobody honestly. Yeah. Like he went to Oregon, like he was a decent player, he's a marginal player in the NBA and he's running his mouth about one of the greatest players in the NBA. It's like dude, know your role. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is stay out of stay out of the, the lane, dude. Like this is just not yeah. where you need to be. And and the worst part about it is like that team is a number two seed, and they're gonna get bounced out of the first round. And it's probably because you gave LeBron James, one of the greatest players in the NBA history, all the ammunition in the world to go out and, and perform at a high level. And he did, and he did, and he's dominating the series, he's playing. I think I think Dylan Brooks said like I don't respect you until you get forty on me. And LeBron had twenty points and twenty rebounds the other day. I mean, it's just he hasn't gotten four to the forty point threshold. But like, dude, he doesn't need to put forty up on you to for you to respect his game, dude. Give me right. a fucking break. He's fucking thirty eight years old doing shit that. I mean, I, I don't even think that dude's made a, 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 an all star game or even an all NBA team. He sucks. Yeah. Like shut up, dude. You're not like you're not in the shut same league. You're you know? not that guy, pal. You're not that guy, pal. Tim, <laughs> thoughts on the uh on the Sixers? The, I thought they were impressive um against the Nets. Yeah. Obviously, the Nets aren't someone that was really going to be someone that contested. Like 
they weren't going to really push us. But the Nets tried to play us tough. We played our game. We had a couple players step up. I thought Maxi looked good. I thought Tobias Harris looked good. I liked how Embiid gave used the game that they played against him and used that to our advantage. Um, Harden, I think we still need a little bit more from. But uh, overall, no, I, think, I, was, I was happy. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Like so, the Sixers, the only team to sweep the first round uh, in the NBA playoffs, which was fantastic, and they needed and- it. And, they and the first to... time the Sixers have done it since 1991. There you go. Um, good stat. And, yeah, they did it without Embiid in game four. Yeah, they rested Embiid. Um, and he was off all series. You know, they threw a lot at him. Um, and he took on a, a little bit of a different role in the first series, which is fine. Um, but, yeah, Maxi stepped up. He did really well. Tobias Harris had a great series. Playoff PJ Tucker showed up. Loved um, PJ Tucker. Scrappy, getting the ball. I enjoyed him, especially on the offensive rebounding. I was like, wow, this guy's getting it. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting because, you know, they've had a lot of rest now and Bede's now hurt, right? He's got an injury to his uh, LCL. Um, he's going to be wearing a brace next, next series. Honestly, I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think it's really that big of a deal. Um, I don't know anything else. Like I don't have any insider that's telling me differently, but he's going to wear a knee brace. I think he'll be fine for the next series. It's just going to be um, a tough series. It's going to be against the Celtics and uh, yeah, we're going to be away. So um, I'm happy with how they played, how they performed in the first series. Um, but you need hard to step up. You need Maxi to do what he did last series. And and Embiid needs to be better than he was in the first series. So um, I'm hoping that all three of those things come together and we're able to to, to make it into these Eastern Conference Finals. And honestly, on the other end, dude, right now Jimmy Butler has the the Milwaukee Bucks on the ropes. He went out and put out one of the the best performances probably – you know, in Heat playoff history, uh, he put up, I think it was like 57 points last night, um, which was incredible. And they have the Bucks three to one. And if, if they win, it's going to be the Bucks versus the Knicks. And the winner of that will face the winner of the, the Celtics and the Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals. So uh, we'll see how it plays out, Tommy. Yeah, the Heat versus the Knicks, if they can hold on. And that's setting up good for us. Now, the Celtics have seemed to have our number, but – you know, the way things are rolling and kind of the way things have gone this last year, and I know it's they're different sports, but the Phillies on their run, the Eagles on their run, and maybe it's the Sixers' turn to make it to the finals and let us down, you know? So uh, I I think we I are set up to make a long to, – to make a run here. If it's ever going to happen, if we can find a way to get past – and this is assuming the Celtics win, they're up 3-1, I believe – if they're playing tonight or tomorrow they're playing right now so if they win we play the celtics there's no reseeding in the nba you play how it goes so the celtics if we were to find a way to beat them the knicks and the heat what it's looking like now moving that could be set up for us to make it to the finals and who knows what can happen then so i'm excited with how they're playing i'm excited with the the hawks won the hawks won yeah, the Hawks beat the Sox tonight, so it's going to a game six. 
which is better so, too for so, us. So Embiid's getting even more rest. More rest is what we need. And so um, without that happening, maybe it is setting up for us. The more we can watch, the more we can evaluate and hopefully figure out this Celtics dilemma that we've been having for quite some time. Uh, Tim, on behalf of, uh, of Mr. Timothy Schmidt and myself, I want to thank all the listeners out there for for listening to our show. We hope you've enjoyed it. We're, uh, we're trying to make this show as good as we can, and each week it seems to be evolving into something else. Like we said before, if you have any comments, please leave them for us to, uh, to talk about. Like it, share it, whatever you want to do on the, uh, on the socials. And we appreciate all the love from everyone out there uh, telling us about the show. Tim, any uh, final words for the uh, for the listeners out there? Dude, this is like ridiculous. I I've done it I, again. I got I, you again. I just don't prepare anything for the end of the show because I don't want it to end, Tommy. I think I don't think I want it to end. So you no, know, what? Yeah, let's keep it going. Another hour. <laughs> <laughs> We want to thank everyone for listening out there. Be sure to like and follow us. We appreciate you. Have a great day.